Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. We're asking, is it time to close the door on greyhound racing? And we're talking about this because, there, yes, there was a report carried out a number of years ago that recommended the closure of Yall Track and others. Yall and Enniscorthy then given an extension period to operate. But a plan is being finalised for Yall and the network of Stadia for the next five years. That's due to be published in the coming months. But what does it mean for the future of the sport. Damien Matthews is the chairman of the Irish Greyhound Owners and Breeders Federation and he's with us here on the line today. Damien, just first of all, I mean, what is the update with y'all at the moment in Cork? Good afternoon, Andrea. Well, firstly, um, y'all's demise is a wee bit premature just at the moment because it's my understanding that negotiations are ongoing and uh, just before just before I was taking this call, I was advised that we're 99% certain that a deal will be struck for the continuance of racing in Yahal. Yahal, as a community, have a fantastic greyhound background. They, they are synonymous with producing winners that are worldwide. The English Derby has been won from dogs in Yahal on numerous occasions. And between the supporters club and the local community and the local politicians, there's a great drive to continue with the heritage of Greyhound racing in the locality. Talk to me about the the dwindling numbers, though. Like, what is the average attendance, Damien? I'm not just talking about y'all, but at other greyhound tracks across the country. Well, Andrea, you see, what people have to understand is that historically, the live racing model was the only opportunity people got to view greyhound racing. Nowadays, it's on the internet, it's on the iPhone, it's on your iPad. Uh, there's a streaming online satellite service. So there's a lot of options open to people. They don't actually have to attend the track. There's even It's even got to be in Ireland now. Historically, all races were in Ireland on the evenings and weekends for people to go to view. There's racing now in Ireland at 8 o'clock on a Wednesday morning. Now, that's not open for the public to go to view as such. Now, people can go in and see it at 8 o'clock in the morning, but who's available to go to view Graham Race at 8 o'clock in the morning? It's a service that is uh, that is worldwide, and people are able to view it in as far away as Australia, New Zealand, Singapore. So this is a changing this is a completely changing environment as far as Greyhound racing is okay. concerned. Uh, Nuala Donlan as well, Damien. Nuala's from Greyhound Action Ireland and Nuala's with us on, on the line today too. Nuala, what do you think is the future of the industry in the well, sport? Well, uh, good afternoon, Andrea. I don't think the Greyhound industry can have it both ways. They can't, on the one hand, claim it's such an important uh, heritage activity and so important to Irish people that it has to be kept in operation. But on the other hand, we have to keep it going even though no one's attending race meetings because the uh, the, the, the betting companies uh, need something to, to bet on. The reality is this. In 2022, an average of 18, 1818 people attended race meetings in Yall Greyhound Track. In Shelburne Park, their, their flagship stadium in the country, 561 was the average attendance in a stadium which holds 4,200 people. So essentially last year, their flagship stadium was 87% empty. 
Now, okay, so they're, they're now claiming in the face of the desertion of the Irish public at this activity, because Irish people, it's a tiny number of people who are involved in greyhound racing. They're now acknowledging that the industry, and they're, they're saying, okay, but we will run races to um, sell to, and essentially they're selling it to a company called SIS. It's a British company which streams races around the world. And they're streaming those races to, for people around the world to bet on. Now, that's fine and well, but what we have to remember is the greyhound industry in this country only exists because the Irish state hands over tens of millions of euros from the public purse to it every year. So the Irish state is now subsidizing the British gambling industry. And since we also supply 85% of the dogs raced in the Britain, in Britain on, on greyhound tracks there, we are also subsidizing the greyhound racing industry okay. in Britain. Well, Damien, j- just like, it, it's hard to argue um, against Nula on the state funding there when you hear the, the stats that are attending stadiums. Like is 18, is, is, is that the average figure in your mind? Well, Andrea, it's incorrect to, to assume that the 19.2 million given by the, the, by the government to the industry is state funding whenever the betting levy generates in excess of 110 million. So it's, you're only getting back a portion of what's actually been generated to the, to the government's coffers. As far as the average concerned in Yachal Graham Stadium, it is to a worldwide audience and it is at times that aren't conducive to people going out. So when it is... But uh, if there's 87% of the platforms, stadium empty... People don't attend as much. Like, you must understand that historically it was a social event. You went out, you met everybody, you went to the track and it was the only place you had a scene of dogs. Now you can watch the dogs online, you can watch them on your phone, you don't even have to be at the track to watch your own dog running nowadays. So times have changed and the SAS model that Nula refers to does bring down the average attendance figures at Greyhound's tracks because there's a third okay. of all race meetings I, I, at Greyhound's tracks. I, I want to, to talk to people that are maybe fans, maybe they've previously gone to Greyhound, uh, maybe if you follow Greyhound racing. And you know, if you're if you're one of the the the, the eighteen, as Nula mentions, that's attending y'all or the the five hundred and sixty one at Shelburne, I want to hear from you on the program today. It's eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. Nula, I do have to ask you though, um, you're you're part of Greyhound Action Ireland, isn't that right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have a statement here in front of me today to say um, Greyhound Action Ireland welcomes the news that another Greyhound track in Ireland is to shut its doors. The closure of mm-hmm. y'all. And sure, Damien's after mentioning that he's 99% certain it's not going to close. Yeah, we, we, we live in a strange country, Andrea. Um, I've just given you the attendance figures which shows the lack of public support for this activity. But because a small number of TDs in all of the main parties are actively involved in Greyhound racing, and interestingly enough, TDs who own or part own a racing greyhound do not have to declare it in the register of interest, which is very interesting, even though they vote through millions of euros in funding to this activity every year. So we have the likes of Sean Sherlock from Labour and James O'Connor from Fianna Fáil, who are lobbying extensively to try and get y'all greyhound track uh, kept kept open. Well, I suppose now, it's in the county, remember, is that... Well, there's another Greyhound track in the county, Curraheen. Curraheen Park, which is in Cork City, was 83% empty at every race meeting last year. But if I can just go back to the the tax, to the, sorry, it's a really important point to make. There is no other activity, no other sale of a service or product in this country where the tax is ring-fenced and handed back to those. Can you imagine ring-fencing the tax take on cigarettes and handing it back to the cigarette companies? Okay, okay, no, no, take your point. Niall is with us on the line today. Niall, you're a big fan though of Greyhound Racing is Hello that right? Andrea how, how are, are you? you? Good. I hope you're having a good day. 
I'm more a partner. You have a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so what's well, your anyway, view on I'll tell you what. Well, I'll tell you my point. There's, there hasn't been anything discussed. Uh, all has been facts, figures, and mumbo jumbo. And I tell you, anyone who's anti uh, greyhound racing will always come out with this rhetoric, and it's total nonsense because they have no idea about what greyhound racing is about to the ordinary person. Well, why, why are you a fan? I tell you, if you just give me a minute, and I'll tell you why. It's as simple as this. I'll take, for example, a Formula One racing car. How, how popular is that in Ireland and in Europe? Very popular, correct? And why is that? Because of speed. People love speed. Now, if you go, if you had been in Shelburne Park last Saturday night, you would have seen you would have seen a canine missile running, and the name of the dog was Storage Casher. He came from almost a half a bend behind, and it was just sensational. Uh, if it didn't get anyone's blood boiling, I don't know what would. Not only that, you could take out to Saturday, Sunday in in Mullingar, the final of the Irish Society, which a track record. An awesome run, and that's what I call it, an awesome run by a dog called Bobsleigh Dream. It was just truly amazing to see the dog in motion, and the poetry in motion. It was just, uh, you know, this is what people are missing out on. And I would say to the people listening today, go to your local track, go to Shelburne Park on a Saturday night, because I tell you, you'll have a ball, you'll have a great night. The people, the people, the other person, Nula, you have on is just, uh, I get, sick and tired of these people because they're all just full of negativity. Now, I tell okay. you what you get on. Let's bring in another caller as well. Uh, like, Michael, do, do you think those, you know, who are um, was lobbying or active, you know, um, against Greyhound Racing, do, do you see it as negativity? No, people, people who are involved in any way with the uh, rescue will tell you how bad this industry is. There's, there's rescues all over the country full of greyhounds as a result of this. The, I, I have to take issue with the betting tax comments. If you look at the Colin McCarthy report of 2016, only 7% of the betting tax comes from greyhound racing. The rest is from horse racing, football, GAA, golf, yet they get nothing from it. Now, as I, as I, what I would say is they would be more entitled to it a cut of the betting tax rather than something that is dying on its feet. When you talk about sits racing and broadcast, it's just a betting product. It's nothing to do with the love of greyhounds and watching greyhound racing online. It's to sell as a betting product into bookie shops. Are you a fan of it? Sorry? Are you a fan of greyhound racing? Absolutely not. 100% against it. What's the future? I work with rescues. I work with rescues and I see Okay, you were okay. the, the, The detritus that's left behind. Three to four years, and then they're dumped. The amount of injured, untreated greyhounds dumped into rescues all over the country, they're full. And rescues can't really speak out too much, because if they do, they won't get the dogs. And because they get a government grant, they're not allowed to speak out. So their hands are tied. Like I'm the, absolutely against it. The cruelty yeah, okay. is, is just awful. Well, 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 Damien, what about that? Because like you're part of the Owners and Breeders Federation, so I mean, like there, you know, there's de- there's text coming in from people here today who it's it's the animal welfare is a key point uh, for them. Andrea, I have to take up that, that last caller on what he's saying. Since 2015, greyhounds are microchipped. Greyhounds are the most they're the most regulated canine on the in the world. And Irish greyhounds are traced from from birth to death since 2021 it started. But it's a, it is a recent, it's a relatively recent 
measure, isn't it? But Andrea, it's to come online and say that greyhounds are in rescues and they're just being dumped here is like it, it, it's we need the facts. The people need the facts. Mm. Greyhounds are traced from birth to death. You can every dog that is racing in Ireland is accounted for in the process. I would just like to also say to, to Nula, this myth about Greyhound racing dying on his feet. Lifford Greyhound Stadium is opening this Sunday night, officially open this Sunday night. It is booked out. There's over 2,000 people going to be in attendance at Lifford Greyhound Stadium in Donegal this Sunday night. Now, if you think Greyhound racing is dying, I would invite anybody that hears this show to go to Donegal on Sunday night at 6.30 and you'll see live Greyhound racing at its best. Nula, it's not dying on its feet. Yeah, Mr. Matthews, the great majority of the dogs that will be raced there will have travelled from the south of the country because there's such a serious lack of dogs around there and the welfare issues will, of course, be completely ignored in terms of all that the, the stress that will put on those dogs. Can I just go back to the traceability? Greyhounds are not traced from birth. They are traced from microchipping which is three months old. There is a huge cohort of dogs who are born registered with the coursing club. And let's not forget over a million euro is handed over by greyhound racers every year to the reviled activity of hair coursing because they have to register several stages of their greyhound, uh, their racing greyhound with the coursing club. If I can just go back to what Niall said there, I think he got it. He, he just, he, he, he just hit the nail on the head. He compared a greyhound to a race car. That just sums it up for me. Dogs are not race cars. And the injury statistics and death statistics, and these figures come from the Greyhound board. We are not making these up. Last year, 122 dogs were killed on tracks in this country. 287 were injured. Since 2014, over 3,000 injured, over 1,000 killed. That's not counting the dogs who are killed and injured at unofficial and official but I suppose that, that, that is a point, Damien. That, that is a concern even now, just for instance, from texters here today about this. Andrea, all I'd say to that is that's less than one half a percent. Who is tracking and tracing all the pets that killed, get killed on the road or they get killed in play parks or whatever? Who are, is you tracking seriously, are you seriously it's, comparing? The greyhound industry is very open about actually what is happening. All the facts and figures are there. We have nothing to hide. That's how Nula can quote these, these deaths, Mr Matthews, these deaths and injuries are unavoidable. The level of cruelty, the amount of unavoidable injury and death inflicted on racing greyhounds would not be tolerated, and rightly so, on any other breed of dog in this country. But the Department of Agriculture classifies greyhounds as agricultural animals, inverted commas, and so therefore anything we want to do to them, we can do to them. And not only that, we actually fund that level of cruelty from the state. And as your previous caller said there, this money should be going towards people who actually take care of dogs, not people who abuse dogs. Michael, go back to the point around the animal welfare. You say you work in in, in an animal shelter. How much government state funding do, do you and others get each year? Is it? It's a, like from my my figures that I've been looking at. It's over about three million. Is that right? Well, I don't work with a shelter. I work with shelters. What shelters? Apologies. Okay. I do a lot of work over the last nine years with uh, greyhound rescues, particularly because of a love of a, a love of the breed. And I mean, even this week, I've taken greyhounds out of Dublin Pound that have been left wandering. They're tattooed. The whole lot left wandering. Uh, one of the streets, picked up by the warden. And you talk about traceability. Those greyhounds will be registered as uh, probably gone to a home. But it, it's it's whole ethos of we fund the cruelty, but we don't fund the rehab. 19.2 million went to the greyhound industry last year. And this is an industry that's dying. There's, 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 there's only a few stadiums that will reach treble figures, like over 100 attendants every week. 
and yet we are paying for all this. The amount of money that rescue spend on greyhounds is awful. They have they neuter them, they vaccinate them, they rehabilitate them, they have untreated injuries. You know, this this is never seen publicly. So is the data then, Damien, is is the data um, that, that you mentioned then around the microchip, and is that right then? Like, how are so many landing into to Michael and others in shelters? Well, Michael should get the facts to Greyhound Race in Ireland. They have a welfare team and they will follow up exactly who owns them Pacific dogs that he's referring to. I would urge him to do that as soon as this call is over because uh, they are traced. We know exactly who owns them. And for him to say they're just wandering the street is completely ludicrous. Because well, can that be done, Michael? And- can you do that? Can you, can you check up and see, like, I mean, if they're, sure if they're microchipped, you'll be able to tell. Making a statement over something you don't know about. I know about these greyhounds that are wandering street. These have been reported to Barry Coleman. And as usual, we'll see what action the Greyhound Racing Association will take. It'll be very little. Are you saying Barry Coleman representing Greyhound Racing Ireland hasn't come back to you to identify the owners of them? Is that what you're saying here? Absolutely. So far, nothing back. But these are just one example example of numerous... Let's be fair about it now. This is one example out of numerous. Unfortunately, rescues cannot speak up because the minute they do, they're slammed. Your own association turned around and wanted any rescue that speaks out of those greyhound racing. Don't give them the dogs. Don't give them. Don't don't deal with them. The right all, I would, all, I, all I'm going to say to you on that, Michael, is if Barry Coleman had only got the details before the phone call, it's a bit unfair to quote it. I it's a bit unfair to quote it today the on live radio before the phone call. Look, this is a regular occurrence. A regular occurrence. Okay, well, well, that can, that's we, something, I suppose. And the point is, Damien, your point on this is that I'm sure if Michael is to get in touch with you or others in the association uh, off-air here today, are you saying there'll be, there'll be no issue in handing over this information? Absolutely. Not from my point of view. I'll get all the details. As long as Michael comes back to me, I have no issue whatsoever. I'll get him all the details. All I will say to you, Andrea, Jim Power produced a report. Apart from the betting levy, the economic boost to the industry to the, to the Ireland is 190 million from the Greyhounds alone between private trainers between the stadiums between the PRSI the VAT all the different sources of income it's worth in excess of 100 million the Greyhound industry that's a side of the 19.2 that we get so it's just not betting okay. levy there's, a, there's, there's a, a lot of listeners getting in touch about this this texter says I think shame on them I think it's a cruel practice that needs to end this texter says I support funding the Greyhound racing the government are funding Greyhound racing and horse racing with money uh, raised from the betting levy according to this texter Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about, well, we're asking what is the future of greyhound racing in Ireland. Um, there's been a lot of reaction to the discussion that we had at the start of the programme. It's 1800 453 106. That's the number. I will come to some of the messages and the texts in, uh, in just a few moments' time on this, but we do have callers with us on the line. Um, I think we have John. Is it John that's there? on the line we got John David apologies David David what's your view on this can you hear me David oh Linda how are you Linda can you hear me okay (laughs) I can I was just waiting for you to say my name apologies apologies Linda about that I I, I got it mixed up so you um, are you a greyhound racing fan I am I was I was sort of born into it my dad has had greyhounds 
all all my life and, and half of his life and unfortunately he's no longer here but he's left the passion for the love of the dogs and the sport with me and I'm afraid once once the bug bites uh, you can't get rid of it <laughs> it's just a wonderful sport it's a wonderful community of people and the dogs first and foremost absolutely love it what about the concerns, though, Linda? I'm sure you heard some of the other callers that are that are with us, Newland and Michael, um, that are opposed to the industry, to the sport, whatever you want to call it. But like, how do you reassure them? Well, well, first and foremost, my love for the dogs and for racing is welfare based. Uh, it's completely welfare based. If my dogs weren't pulling me to get into the car to go racing and pulling me to the traps to get you know, to get out and run round the track and have their tails wagging high at the air, high in the air at the escape, I wouldn't be wanting to do it if the dogs weren't loving it. Because you know, my 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 ethos is welfare, and I think it's right that we discuss this every so often. Because the more we discuss it, the more the public will start to realise that that it's the dogs' passion for racing that we're supporting, and it costs us a lot of money to support it. But the good thing is. Our industry will bring in a whole load of money for the Irish Exchequer, and it, yeah, but it's also get, costing yes, the Irish. It's also costing the the Irish taxpayer as well in terms of the level of state funding that goes into the industry. Absolutely, it is. But I think most of the public will know what's a no, no brainer. That if we're bringing in a net profit of 130 million, according to the Power Report in 2019, and we're getting back 20 percent of the Horse and Greyhound Fund, which is £20 million to keep us afloat. I mean, that's, that's, that's a win for the Irish Exchequer because a lot of that money is coming from, coming from people paying taxes that are working in the industry, not to mention all the charitable work that, that's going on. Like, for instance, I don't know if your callers have talked yet about the Wear Your Jersey weekend this weekend that's bringing in money for the... I think a lot of them, to be honest, Linda, the, the people getting in touch today are more concerned about the fact that it's an industry that's nearly been sustained by about 20 million of state funding. And there's an imbalance then when you look at the amount of money of maybe only 3 million going in towards the likes of animal welfare shelters. Well, and We heard Michael's stories a few moments ago as well. Yeah. Well, certainly everybody has to make their own case. But I think that when the greyhound industry is making 130 million net profit and we're getting 20 or so less than 20 back with a lot of that going into welfare, I think that should reassure the public that where's that, where are they going to get that 130 million from if the industry wasn't there? Do, do you understand? Do, that gives the, 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 the government money to invest yeah, well, in there's, I mean, to be, there, there is a whole sort of a plan, a kind of a strategic plan for the future of the industry and, and other stadia being developed and is that's what, what uh, KPMG and other accountancy agencies are, are involved in. So um, we got Damien is with us on the line. Damien, are you convinced by this? Uh, Andrea, I'm an Irishman living in Germany and I follow uh, news talk every day. Okay. Um, I, I've been here 20 years and I'm a dog owner and I walk my dog. And uh, it's only in the last few years I've started to see greyhounds. And greyhounds are a lovely dog. So I always stop and ask the owner in German uh, where that greyhound comes from. And then they start explaining to me in German uh, that they're rescued dogs from Ireland. And they start to go on to into a discussion and explaining to me, not knowing I'm Irish, the terrible situation in which the dogs are uh, raised in Ireland and then discarded, and that they have taken it upon themselves to adopt these dogs 
from Ireland. So Germans are adopting uh, um, retired greyhounds. Indeed. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I'm told a lot of people, I know quite a few people that have, um, you know, rehomed or rehoused greyhounds after after they, they retire. I'm told they're Indeed, great pets, They're a lovely dog. But the Germans that I meet question what would happen to these dogs if they weren't being rescued and brought all the way over to Germany. And I've had a look, and there's three or four charities set up in Germany just for the purpose of adopting the uh, greyhounds from Ireland. And there's other charities that adopt two other classes of dogs and rescue them. And they are stray dogs from Spain and stray dogs from Romania. So basically, um, the German demand for dogs is being used to rescue unwanted dogs. And those unwanted dogs from Ireland, which are beautiful greyhounds who can't race anymore, but also they're seen as being in the same category as stray dogs from the streets okay. of well, Spain well, l- and Romania. L- Linda, why is the perception of um, the, the Irish greyhound, you know, that's retired so so poor then across Europe? I think there's a lot of um, uh, sort of animal rights uh, influence on this. And I think people, especially in Florida now, people are realising that without the greyhound industry, they're not going to get access to these wonderful pets. Now, racing greyhounds, when they retire, are probably one of the most wonderful dogs as a pet that you can find. They're as like cat, they're they're like they're nearly like cats. They want to just sort of laze around all day, a wee short walk or a wee run around the garden, and they sleep again. They're not like Springer Spaniels running around or any other sort of high high energy dog. They're very very relaxed, and they make a great pet. Now, I've had uh, three dogs recently belonging to our syndicate <coughs> that have gone over to America to find homes. And they have been, they're, they're highly sought after because they, they are such a wonderful dog. You've got a dog that has got years of selective breeding and pedigree there that makes them fit and healthy animals. They, they, they are they are well socialised all through their life. And I keep in contact with all my retired dogs whenever they go abroad. And we, we end up developing a community of friendships across the world. And what I find even is that some of the people who have adopted our dogs are, are saying to us, if you have another retired dog, can you send it to us? Let us know. Because they can see how great these dogs are. Plus, I've even had one or two people coming into a syndicate to get involved with a racing dog. Mm, okay. To see them from puppy up through their life. Oh, right. Okay. They're, well, they're uh, it's a very, very divided view, I have to say, on the text line today. Paul, though, in Tipperary, says people don't go to greyhound racing because they know it's a barbaric sport. It should be banned, full stop. 19 million of taxpayers' money goes to greyhound racing each year. And I think that money could be spent on other services. Homeless services, the health service. It's a joke. And the sooner it's gone, the better. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.